Harry Lyles Jr., Israel Gutierrez, Pablo Torre, and in her Around the Horn debut, Christine Williamson. Welcome, huzzah! Today, that look from Brian Dayball, and that look away from Daniel Jones, and the flick of the wrist. Let's go around the horn. Well, 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 Christine Wilkinson and Harry Lyles Jr. The rivalry continues from countdown to game day to the four. Christine Williamson comes to us from countdown to game day and hoop streams and SC on Snap. All things college football, WNBA, and NBA. Previously Big 12 Network and host and reporter for the Denver Broncos. She's Tampa Rays and the U and Clemson Forge. Christine, you've got seven seconds. Tell us your life story. Start at the beginning, leave nothing out. Yeah, I mean, you just said it. I went to the University of Miami for undergrad. I went to Clemson University for mm -hmm. grad school, which confuses a lot of people. I go Canes first, Clemson second, but mm. I do talk about both of those teams a lot, so that's pretty much it. Okay, I mean. it sounds complicated. You know how this show works, Christine? This is how this show works. Your first mute. Welcome. Let's go around the horn. We start with Monday Night Football. When you throw a pick so bad, your coach just wants to look at you. And then Dayball flicked the tablet. <laughs> what was that between coach and quarterback? And what a disaster class of a start of a season for these New York Giants. A playoff team last year, a coach of the year last year, a huge new deal for the quarterback this offseason, and now negative offense this season. Seahawks 24, Giants 3. Pristine around the horn to you right out of the gate. What is the malfunction with this Giants team? How bad was that exchange between coach and quarterback? Uh, the Dayball interaction with Daniel Jones wasn't as bad as the Dayball interaction last year with Jack Anderson. So I actually don't think it was that bad. You'll remember that happened last season with Dayball on the sideline, Jack, Jack Anderson. They were playing the Titans, and he went off on him. So it doesn't look that bad. And I feel like Coach Dayball in this moment are just all New York Giant fans in general and all New York sports fans because a reminder for all you New York sports fans, obviously the Mets and the Yankees aren't in the playoffs. You have the Jets, and we saw how that season started. Okay. And then the All Giants right. on October 8th are going to be going down to Miami. That game starts at 1 p.m. Eastern. So when it starts going downhill, just go on and pick up your remote, change to ABC. You can actually change it to For the Liberty. So oh, I see where you're where going here. Liberty yes, yes. Are going to of be course. The Las Vegas, Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA Finals. And I feel like the season is over, so you just might have. Wow, that's a it. That's all you that. need. The season over for these Giants. Pablo Torre, I turn to you on the major malfunction and that exchange that you saw between coach and quarterback. Yeah, Tony, I've had that exchange with my three-year-old when we were potty training. I know those vibes <laughs> there. I'm very, very disappointed that we've gone over this before. And yes, that's me throwing the sticker book saying, you were going to get a sticker. Instead, you threw another interception. More interceptions through these many games than you threw all of last season combined. And so for mm -hmm. Brian Dable, when he was asked in the press conference afterwards, you know, what did you want to see differently? He was like, I don't know, maybe not throw an interception. That's the quote to me. Yes, this is a man who is an offensive genius, allegedly, who is being made to look like a fool by his star pupil. And that, Tony, does put the giant season in a figurative toilet. Correct. <laughs> okay. Israel Gutierrez, this team made the playoffs last year. They paid Daniel Jones $160 million. What is the malfunction? 
I mean, that was like the house of cards that the expectations were built on because, you know, they won the playoff game against the Vikings. They were one of the last eight teams standing. But if you zoom out and just look at the last 14 regular season games, their wins have come against the Cardinals, the Colts, the Commanders, and the Texans. And then they had a tie against the Commanders in that mix. And so if you look at it, it's just like this hasn't been a team that's been performing. And it has to be, I would say, at least based on yesterday, if you're going back and forth on who to blame, it has to be more offense than defense. I mean, this Giants defense has to be pretty annoyed that the t- the touchdown drives were a two-play drive from Seattle after a Daniel Jones fumble. They had the one long uh, drive Seattle did, but that was a 51-yard play from Noah Fant involved there. And then after that, when you think you're in the game, 14-3, a score, you're back within one uh, one score, boom, a 97-yard interception returned for a touchdown. So the defense has to be looking at themselves saying, it's not on me. Daniel Jones has to do something. And with Saquon Barkley not there, Daniel Jones is also the running game. And even more embarrassing than that pick six, not, the very next drive, they went two yards in nine plays. They're a disaster from top to bottom right now, but I say if you want to pinpoint it, I'd say it's the offense and Daniel Jones. And Harry Lyles Jr. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the offense, and for me, it's a mix of Daniel Jones, but it's also this offensive line. I feel like people really root for Daniel Jones to be better than what he actually is for some reason or another. The frustration with Brian Dayball comes in the fact that his calling card, both as a coach and as a coordinator, has been, I am going to put my players in the best position to be successful, and we are going to limit mistakes. And there was no escaping yes. that last night. That offensive line was so bad that everybody watching the game could recognize bad offensive line play. Do you know how bad you have to be for everybody watching the game to realize this offensive line is probably not very good? Like, we even got to a point where Joe Buck was basically calling out numbers like we were in a deli line for people getting sacks. He was like, oh, who's that uh, 53? Boye Mafe, come on down. Come get your serving. Because... Everybody was able to get through that line. It was absolutely atrocious. And if you're the Giants, how do you go about fixing that? Because don't think I don't think that that's something there. that you just snap your fingers just and fix. A regression to the mean then for what we saw was a playoff team last year and for the quarterback simultaneously. And then you don't even have Saquon Barkley in a game like last night. And you can see how much they need him. We've been horned. There's another play from last night I want to talk about. Geno Smith's injury and the play that cost it. Smith, after the game, said it was dirty. He said it many, many times. You'll notice it's on the white. That's the first thing you notice. But also, Smith was straight up. No slide. Isaiah Simmons started the tackle on the field high. Pulled down to Smith's lower body, which was pinned under. Sometimes that is called something like a horse collar. It wasn't exactly per se, but it kind of had the same effect. Harry, is that a dirty play? I don't really feel like it was a dirty play, but I get where Geno Smith is coming from. Obviously, it's close-ish to a horse collar. I think the reason Geno felt as strongly as he did is because I think that he could feel in real time and afterward that he got close to a very serious injury. Obviously, the rules are in place to prevent something like that from happening, but I don't think it was that atrocious of a play. You obviously want to prevent that, but I didn't think it was some type of extreme move by Isaiah Simmons by any means. Pablo Torre? Yeah, I want to defend Isaiah Simmons here as much as Geno Smith probably felt like both of his legs were in jeopardy, understandable given that video. What is Isaiah Simmons supposed to do? Geno Smith is not, you know, sliding. He is actively in the field of play. Isaiah Simmons is moving at full speed. He cannot predict where Geno Smith's going to go. It is one of those plays that I just chalk up to football. Like, that is a football play. It's violent. It's dangerous. And I don't think you can legislate that specific kind of thing out of the game. Thanks for your thoughts on that. A headline today that just jumps off the page for you. Take a look at this. The road to the Super Bowl runs through the 49ers. Who said it? Who? Who? 
Jerry Jones. Well, it says Jerry Jones right there, National Battle. Please. Oh. Jerry Jones on his radio interview today on 105.3 The Fan. You can read his full quote underneath it. Israel, is he right? Does the Super Bowl run through San Francisco? I would say for the NFC, yes, the Super Bowl does run through San Francisco. It's hard to argue, you know, scoring 30 points in every game so far. They're so good, they have a running back in the MVP discussion. I think that tells you what you need to know. Brock Purdy, top of the league in QBR. Um, I do think, though, if you're talking about favorites for win the Super Bowl, no, I don't think you can say that yet. I mean, we're still at the point of the season where it's who have they really played, and the San Francisco uh, 49ers are kind of in that mix of who have they really played. And I would say on the other side, you've got the Buffalo Bills really making a case for best team in the league right now. So not Super Bowl favorites, but for the NFC, absolutely. If I'm Dallas, I'm looking to have to go through. Ari Lyles Jr.? Izzy mentioned the team that I was going to bring up as the best team in the NFL right now, and it's the Buffalo Bills. And I promise that this is not a prisoner of the moment thing from Sunday's result. To me, this is because of something we talked about a few weeks ago on the show. The Bills are doing the two things that have kept them from being a Super Bowl contender, the one that we know that they can be, which is Josh Allen not turning the football over after that atrocious Monday night football game. Eight touchdowns, just one interception, no fumbles. That's the big one. And they're running the football. Eighth best total in the NFL. James Cook, seventh overall individually in rushing. And then, of course, they're still doing all the things that they've been great at over the last few years. They're second in points scored offensively. They are second in points allowed defensively on the good end of that. So The Bills atop the Lyles power rankings. And all Bills fans out there are like, Prisoner of the moment. Imprison me in that moment if that's where we're going. 48-20 over Miami. It's the win of the year so far. Christine Williamson, who's atop the Williamson power rankings? Yeah, I'm going to go with the 49ers here. And I am obsessed with Brock Purdy. When I get obsessed with a player, I do kind of go with the team. I don't have an NFL team. But I do think that there were so many questions going into this NFL season regarding whether or not Brock Purdy was going to be able to do what he did last season. Yeah. He took his team to the NFC Championship. And there was, he, got, he had the US, UCL injury. And a lot of people were wondering whether or not he was going to be able to bounce back for that after getting surgery during the offseason. And he's not only done that, he's actually looks better than he did last season. And he just had 90, a 95.2% completion percentage against the Arizona Cardinals. That's the best in franchise history, and it's the best, the fourth best in NFL history. He's doing things that we haven't seen a quarterback in that jersey do before. And I think that Brock Purdy, he's a bucket. Mm-hmm. And Pablo Torre, you heard Jerry Jones today said the Super Bowl runs through San Francisco. Are you buying it, or you think Jerry's up to something? Uh, he's up to some stuff, man. I, I, I like the Eagles. I guess I get to pick the team that was in the Super Bowl, I guess. The team with a quarterback whose butt literally will not quit. They have an unstoppable play at the goal line. Everybody tries to imitate it. No one can do it. Give me the team with the unstoppable butt. That's a general principle I have. Secondly, though, Harry Lyles made a great analytic case for the Buffalo Bills. He left out one key detail, though, about that Monday night football loss. It was against the Jets <laughs> without Aaron Rodgers. Like, that is my analytics. He lost to the Jets without Aaron Rodgers. They'll have to play so, the Jets again, but it's possible they won't the match up with the Jets the in the playoffs. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying here. Yeah. All right, Lyles Jr., 12. Gutierrez, 14. Torre, 16. Williamson, 14. Take a break right here. Buy yourself next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Jimmy Butler's new look. Ball out, boy. Jasmine L. Watkins points to you. The face on Bam Adebayo when he saw it was priceless. And this is how we get into NBA Media Day. It was NBA Media Day yesterday for everybody except James Harden, who no-showed. Today, reportedly reporting, expected to report, to camp. LeBron said the Lakers are now Anthony Davis's team. Kawhi said he wouldn't be caring too much about the new counter-load management rules. <clears throat> Kyle Lowry says the same for the new flop rules because he doesn't flop. <clears throat> Dame Cheese, Chris Paul dribbled. Ayton told us people called him dominating. All while the defending champs say they look at repeat. Nikola Jokic Sorry. doesn't know who Deion Sanders is. Harry, what do you buy from media today? I mean, obviously, I've got to buy Jimmy Butler's new annual tradition of just deciding he's going to show up looking like a totally different person every year. Last year was the dreadlocks. This year was the perm. Uh, but for me, the other thing that really stood out that was not as obvious was Kawhi Leonard not taking anybody's crap about the load management policy. He said, I'm going to play if I am healthy. And he just hasn't conformed to what everybody wants him to be, which is the founding father of load management, which he did when he was actually injured and not in the negative connotation, which people know, do it with players who are just... But you're telling me, you say Kawhi's not conforming, and I say that Kawhi did not conform. That Kawhi, Kawhi, that's what he does. Israel Gutierrez, what are you buying from NBA Media Day? If Kevin Blackstone is not emo Jimmy Butler for the Halloween episode, <laughs> let's just cancel it all Okay, but my favorite part of Media Day was the Chris Paul to the Warriors thing becoming a reality. Because I know we've had a lot of time to digest this, but when you actually see him in the uniform and you think to yourself, wow, is it possible that Chris Paul actually wins his ring the same way Kevin Durant did by joining Steph Curry and then maybe beating Kevin Durant along the way on the team that he just got traded from that previously gave him his best chance at winning a championship? I think having Chris Paul on this team gives this team a lot of sort of em extra emphasis, extra oomph, and I think it's enough to probably get him there. Pablo Torre. It's definitely not the Sixers or James Harden for me. Why would I be concerned about that in any way? That seems totally stable. Fine by me. I will point out that Kyle Lowry, Tony, and Kawhi Leonard 
These are rules that were both made in their image, and I mean that almost literally. They're basically wanted posters that say, if you see this man, do not officiate this man the way you have. And so if anyone should be wearing disguises, it is those two dudes this NBA season, and I think they're gonna not like the results. And Christine, what are you buying from NBA Media Day? Okay, first I want to say, Izzy, you just gave me an idea to wear uh, what to be for Halloween yeah, this year because I was wondering about that. Um, number two, I don't know how you guys don't think that James Harden is the biggest story coming out of Media Day. It was one of the biggest stories during the offseason. I personally am over the James Harden saga. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I feel like he's being overdramatic. There are way more things happening that are more important, especially in the Eastern Conference, the Bucks, the Celtics, uh, than James Harden. And I feel like he's being so over dramatic. I am a person that loves the drama. However, he just needs to get traded to the Clippers or wherever he wants to be because I'm kind of over it. Fire sell to college. Top 25. Five different teams got first place votes. Jodra holding on to number one, but as narrow as it's been for them after squeaking by Auburn with a late touchdown Saturday. Christine, buy or sell Georgia showing signs of shakiness. And then who are you buying as your number one? I'm obsessed with this college football season because there is way more parity than there has been in the last few years before Georgia football. It was Georgia and everybody else. They were basically immortal, especially on defense. I'm buying Texas football as being back. Uh, we saw them mm. and what they were able to do against Alabama. I probably just jinxed them, actually, in that moment because that's exactly what happens. Um, but obviously we saw what they did against Alabama. We were there for that game. And then also they've just been running through the Big 12 Conference. They just played Kansas. This past weekend, they had over 650 yards. Um, and so I feel like Texas could, in fact, be an actual contender when it comes to the CFP. All right. So there it is. You're buying Texas then, maybe, as your possible number one. I, I'm not sure we got the answer there. You may, Harry Lyles Jr., to you, who is the number one in the Lyles rankings? So first, I want to buy that the rankings are actually becoming more uniform with what we're seeing in college football this season, which is that we have a lot of good teams and not one great team just yet. However, I have a little twist for you. The team that I would take as my number one right now has not received a number one vote. The team that I am going to go with has the Heisman favorite right now, Michael Penix Jr., and that is Washington. They've been playing in the best conference. And whoa, whoa, whoa. you have Washington as number one or Washington defense. number one in the Harry Lyles rankings? Number one. Number one. Number one. 100%. Yeah. Right now, Israel Gutierrez and Pablo Torre are regretting being on a college football discussion with Harry Lyles and Christine Williams. Go ahead, Israel. Is there anything left to pick up here? Well, I'm going to echo the parody discussion. I think it's great. I think all top four teams have a case to be number one. But I also think that if you go down to that uh, Pac-12 trio near the end, where Washington, Oregon, and USC, they all have great cases to be in that top four as well. I think maybe FSU is probably a little overranked. That win against LSU probably not looking as good right now. But I think you've got uh, probably six or seven teams that could argue that they should be number one, Washington among them. But who is number one? I need an answer. Make an answer, Pablo Torre. Yeah, I'm going to take Georgia. I'm going to take the actual answer here. You guys are talking about, ah, Texas is back. Washington. Watch out for Washington. I'm going to take the team that has been in the final four of this college football playoff for three of the last six years, Tony. And maybe I'm just an SEC exceptionalist. Maybe I believe in their propaganda. But I'm too old to assume that the SEC is not going to be a factor when it comes to this thing we're going to watch at the end of the year. Give me Georgia, the easy layup for Ohio State. Christine, I got to put I got to put it to you right now. Who is the number one? Are you going with Texas or were you just making an argument for Georgia being number one? It's a fluid list. Oh, fluid doesn't really help you on this show right now. The points are going off. 
Oh no, what's gonna happen here? All right, we'll stop right there. We'll stop right there. Israel Gutierrez. Oh, come on. Pablo Torre. I've been waiting for this showdown. Rivalry, Harry Lyles Jr., Christine Williamson. Next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Around the Horn is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Heart of happy hour. Panelists in their Around the Horn debut, 27 wins, 34 losses. That's the stats coming in for Christine Williamson versus Harry Lyles Jr. This is a robbery every day on Countdown to Game Day, and now we get into Showdown. Good luck. Showdown 1, Bill Belichick. The idea that he's on the hot seat. Something we talked about this offseason is that, again, after the worst loss of his career, pro football talk, Bill Belichick's seat could get hotter. Boston Herald. Bill Belichick's fingerprints all over the latest blowout loss. Harry, do you believe the greatest coach of all time could be on the hot seat? And maybe more significantly, could Robert Kraft do something about it this season? Tony, the idea of Bill Belichick being on a hot seat is absolutely wild to me. If that man has not built up enough goodwill to go out on his own terms, we are all in trouble. Christine Williamson. Um, I feel like Bill Belichick is slowly going. I mean, this is obviously going downhill. It's not getting better. He's lost so many players. People asking whether or not he's able to get it done without Tom Brady. There's also a ton of other players that are missing on that. But do you believe the ownership, Robert Kraft, could do something about it in the middle of a season? I think they need to. Wow. Your first show and you get a hot take like that. We'll move on. (laughs) Showdown two while we wait for your picks to come in on the Baseball playoffs. I want to talk to you about Joey Votto's season-ending, possibly career-ending ejection for arguing a ball. So the idea that Votto's very good MVP career could end with an ejection, does that make it better or worse, Christine? I think it makes it better. My career in volleyball ended on a very bad game. It was so bad that I was laughing during the timeouts. This will allow him to actually remember the end of his career because otherwise he would just play another baseball game. Harry Lyles Jr.? I mean, yeah, it's cool. The way that I would look at it is less about him getting ejected and more about he could say, hey, at least I was right when I went (laughs) my way out the door. That's exactly right. That's a good point. Christine, would you be all right with your first show ending with a loss? I don't know. I put it's you fine. To the- it's Christine, it's take hairy. the FaceTime. 30 seconds. Okay, so since 
since I did lose to Harry, I want to talk a little bit about something that happened this past weekend on our show, Countdown to College Game Day. We were at Duke University, and we had some fans that were there doing a dunk contest. And they dunked, this guy, his name was Cameron, I believe, dunked on the Blue Devil and may or may not have hurt him. <laughs> so I just want to send our condolences to you and hopefully you are... The Blue Devil? Yes, okay. So the Blue Devil. Christine, it's your first career win. Congratulations. Don't be a stranger here. We'll see you tomorrow.